Spill our guts about horror films. Mm-hmm. And if you like what you hear today, please subscribe, like, or give us a rating on whichever platform you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Cherry Falls from the year 2000, written by Ken Seldon and directed by Jeffrey Wright. This episode will be a gut reaction episode. So we will recap the first half and then offer five predictions each of what will happen in the second half. Mm-hmm. So these can be plot points. Who lives? Who gets gutted? Do you think there's going to be any guttings in this one? I don't know. I actually, I <laughs> thought this was a made-for-TV movie when it first came out, but Tony's now refuting that notion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know what uh, cable network would have picked this up. Maybe it was a straight-to-DVD. Maybe that we, makes more sense. Maybe so, or. Maybe it was a straight-for-TV movie, but we got the director's cut. That's possible as well. Yeah. So we've already watched the first half. Yeah. What were your initial impressions? You know, it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because I thought it was a made-for-TV movie, I am starting to think otherwise. I did not want to look it up because I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Okay. But it is surpassing my initial thought that it was going to be kind of lame. I would have to admit that I'd never heard of this movie before you mentioned it. <laughs> And you were hell-bent to find the DVD. It was on your list. And I found it. Finally found it. Yeah. Uh, Scream, Shout Factory, Blu-ray. It might have been at Grindhouse Video in Knoxville, Tennessee. Possibly. Shout out to Grindhouse Video, to Knoxville, Grindhouse. Tennessee. Yeah. They have a lot of great cult classics or perhaps lesser known gems. Yes. And some light erotica if that suits your fancy. <laughs> Yeah, I have a list of movies that I look for when I go into video stores. Yeah. And this was on there along with Dr. Giggles, which I still have not found. Where did you hear about this movie? When it first came out, I heard about it at some point in high school. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was on one of those channels like Sci-Fi Channel that were known for having maybe not as good quality movies or movies. (laughs) What? (laughs) Blasphemy. That's blasphemous. (laughs) I'm going to take my shark versus mega predator. No, no, don't get me wrong. Those are all movies that I will watch, but they aren't known typically for being high quality. So I'm pretty sure this might have been on a a channel like that. might have predated Mega Piranha. Because at a certain point, Sci-Fi Channel just really jumped the shark. They jumped the shark. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm pretty sure it's one of those channels. And that's why I thought it was a made for TV movie. I actually thought it was going to be more of like a cult kind of scenario where it's like you have to kill the virgins kind of a thing. Oh, so you already knew the scenario. I knew it had to do with virgins because you know, the name Cherry Falls and they kept talking about virgins like, oh, right. clever. Like cherry. the uh, Their cringe cherry moment is here. Yeah. Falling. Popping the cherry. <laughs> that expression is very cringe. It worthy. is. I don't like that. Ex- <laughs> that's why I was avoiding it. <laughs> I know. I could and tell. Then- <laughs> that's why I kept saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I knew it was about virgins. I knew it was a horror movie and that's it. I was excited to, you know, explore another 2000s teen slasher. Because there aren't many. Most of them happened in the 90s. It's like it had a really big 
resurgence after Scream came out in 96. And then I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream 2, Disturbing Behavior. Urban uh, Legend. Urban Le- I, yeah, I can't remember the exact year of Urban Legend, but it was around that time. Yeah, by the 2000s, Scream 3 came out. Right. But Scream now we're 3. starting to get into these more creative teen style movies mm-hmm. like Final Destination. Yeah, you start getting the supernatural element. Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Everything changes when Saw comes out. Yep. No more teens. Changes into touristas and Yeah, you don't want to see teens being tortured so brutally like this. You want to see young adults being tortured brutally. Then everything just became that early aughts bro horror that we love so much. Yeah. So this seems like it is still a remnant of that teen slasher horror. Yeah, maybe one of the last of its kind. Maybe one of the last of its kind. Kind of late to the party. But it stars a young Brittany Murphy. Yeah. A lot of Familiar faces. Yeah. Brittany Murphy, Jay Moore, Jesse Bradford. Jesse Bradford. How dare you (laughs) not be able to remember Jesse Bradford? I remember Jesse Bradford, but okay. This was his heyday. Well, so this, this is movie. right around the time of Bring It On. That's true. Yeah, it is the same year as Bring It On. Swim actually. fan. This is prime Jesse Bradford. And tell us why you are so... <laughs> I love Jesse Bradford. He is forever going to be known to me as Joey. Joey. Hackers. Okay. I thought yeah. he had a cooler name than Joey. He tried for a cooler name. He tried Ultra Laser and the Master of Doom or something like that, but he's just Joey. What? I could have sworn he had a cool name like a Crash Overdrive or something. <laughs> Who's that? You'll have to join me for my podcast solely based <laughs> on the movie solo Hackers. podcast? <laughs> yes, where I break down the movie Hackers. Is this like a one episode podcast? <laughs> this, this is my Patreon side project. <laughs> so who is Crash Overdrive? <laughs> is that nobody? Crash Override, also known as Zero Cool. Oh, dang it. Played by Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, got it. All Dade right. Murphy. There's four names right there that you have to remember it's to know confusing. that character. I've seen this movie twice and obviously <laughs> have not paid attention to the extent that Tony has. But how many times have you seen Swim Fan? Once, thankfully. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you referenced Swim Fan over the Many. course of your life? There you go. All right. Any other faces that you recognized? Oh, the dad, Daddy Sheriff. He is Kyle Reese in Terminator, and he's an alien. I did not recognize him at all, but yeah. Elise told me that was who it was, and I believed her. Yeah, not lying. Yeah, and the most notable to me is Jay Moore. Oh, sorry. Jay Moore? <laughs> Jerry Maguire's bad guy. <laughs> Actually, if you would have asked me another movie Jay Moore was in, I would just be staring at you blankly. Anyway, he's kind of like mousy and meek and mild in this. His awful bangs, too. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. They're Talk r- about Creeper Teacher. Yeah, Creeper Teacher for sure. Well, let's go over the events that have occurred thus okay, far. Okay, yeah, what's happened so far? We open with the Jesse Bradford scene. Oh, yeah. In the car. He's parked. At makeout point or something with some girl. <laughs> Is it Stacy? Rod and Lindsay. Stacy. Well, it doesn't really matter what their names are because they get offed pretty they quick. They get offed. They are our opener. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse is our Drew Barrymore. He's our Drew. No. Who's the yeah. most recognizable name That's in the movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So Aside he, from Brittany Murphy. At this time, he was a hot commodity. So they kill him right away. Someone comes up behind him. Mm. The headlights are on. Like, oh, who's that? Probably one of my buddies. And he gets out of the car. He's like, hey, Mike, is that you? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> 
and he gets knifed pretty brutally. Yeah. I was actually shocked with yeah. how brutal this like cloaked figure with long dark hair it looked kind of predator yeah style. i made the comment i was like is the killer jonathan davis the lead singer of corn <laughs> this figure was just stabbing jesse to death and the girl in the car is like no rod <laughs> or rob some crucial tidbits of what they're saying to one another of course rod slash rob is being pushy and wants to have sex with stacy or Lindsay. typical and she's like no i'm not ready for that that so then you know they don't do anything mm -hmm. he's just quoting like fake shakespeare at her he's doing this role play where he's an alien that has to come to earth and procreate with her is that what he's saying yeah it's really bizarre <laughs> <laughs> is this really what's going on i thought he was quoting like t.s Eliot or something you clearly weren't listening <laughs> no i was like what is he saying and he wasn't very audible and it was really creepy. I was like, stop quoting. She's really fake into it. So she see, appears as if she's into it. But you could tell she's just not. She's not into yeah. it. Yeah, she's not ready for that. Okay, well, now that I know that he's not quoting fake Shakespeare. Yeah. That he's got his own. <laughs> and I'm also just going to go out and say that Jesse Bradford's kissing style was a, made me cringe a little bit. It was very bit. cringy. <laughs> it was like all over her mouth and just very smacky. <laughs> And I was wanting him to just stop doing that. Oh, Jesse. <laughs> anyway, they're done. Uh, <laughs> cut to more heavy petting and kissing from Brittany Murphy and her dude, Kenny. So Her we get another makeout session. Another makeout session, this time with Brittany Murphy. And she looks so young. She's this cute little black bob haircut <laughs> and these cute little like very spiky bangs that were popular in the early yeah. aughts. Again, she's not ready to go all the way. And he's like, well, then it's over. We need a breakup <laughs> stat. And again, we see headlights behind them. You're like, uh-oh. And then mom gets out of the car. It's Jody aka Brittany Murphy's mom <laughs> and she very sultrily comes up to the window she's like hey Kenny got a cigarette yeah also a bit of a cringe moment it seemed yeah. like she was hitting on the boyfriend yeah very blatantly hitting on the boyfriend yeah. and he's hitting on her back he's like hey miss whatever your last name is yeah you're headlights are on probably code for i'm looking at your boobs yeah something like that yeah and she's like oh well i'm just gonna puff my cigarette while whilst my daughter watches us flirt she's the cool mom she went out on town doesn't want to let dad know she's smoking oh at yeah. this point we don't know who dad is yeah we don't know who dad we is come to like, find don't out. tell my husband yeah we come to find out that dad is the sheriff dad in is town. the sheriff he's a Hard-nosed, tight-laced sheriff. And we know that smoking is illegal. It is? <laughs> smoking cigarettes. In this that town? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. No, I was like, trying I to make a bad the, joke. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know the rules of Cherry no, Falls. No, this is a bad joke. <laughs> They're in a town called... Cherry Falls. Cherry Falls. After mom leaves, then she asks Kenny, she's like, so are we really breaking up? He's like, that's up to you, a.k.a whether or not you decide to sleep with me. Not a good dude. Bad no. boyfriend. A lot of cringy male characters. Yes. Cut to Brittany Murphy is sleeping. It's like 3 a.m. She's clutching a stuffed doll. Oh, she's so young. It looks like she wants to be sort of an alternative rebellious girl. Yeah. But she has this this sort of like innocence that she's yeah. holding on to. And she's like, like, daddy, you're the she's sheriff. She's daddy's girl for sure. She calls him daddy yeah. constantly. It's 3 a.m. and daddy gets a phone call and we hear him drive off. She sleepwalks to the window because she hears his voice. 
She's that was a really weird scene. So too. weird. We're like, is she sleeping? She's out the window. <laughs> and she's like, daddy. <laughs> Bold acting choice to just have your eyes closed during the entire scene. It's ad libbed. You know, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to be sleepwalking for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we see daddy at the scene of the crime mm-hmm. with his partner. And she's like, oh, yeah, here are the victims. Were and you first to the scene? Hmm. Oh, I missed that. that. <gasps> so his female partner uh-huh. was first to the scene. Yes. Okay. Oh, another tidbit is the murder happened next to the falls, the cherry falls. The cherry mm-hmm. falls. Very symbolic, this killer is. Oh, yeah. The killer killed two virgins. Yeah. Next I, we didn't to mention falls. that the killer appears to be a female. We do see the killer yeah. sharpening her knives with very bright red painted nails right so now we're like oh and it's boots. a lady thigh high thigh heeled highs, boots yeah. that's right yeah the the female partner cop is at the scene of the crime first and she debriefs daddy sheriff on what's going on she's like oh the guy he got killed first and then this girl was alive while she was being bled to death mm-hmm. and we see she was her nailed body, to a tree nailed to a she tree sprawled out. bra exposed it was a cute bra too it's like blue with polka dots <laughs> it's like oh poor girl anyway and then we cut to our class scene with creepy teacher Jamie. at this point he didn't seem creepy he actually seemed fine yeah he was just it was just like one of those yeah. um scenes where something happened and everybody is in class and they have to talk about it yeah jay moore is like i'm the cool teacher we're going to talk about what happened because two of your classmates died were murdered murdered brutally typical teens some are being very cavalier about it some are being very nonchalant Mm -hmm. some are upset and scared one of britney murphy's friends who she saw outside of school timmy who's like the school reporter and he's very cool who's like oh my god you haven't heard they're dead yeah and britney murphy is like what that character had a lot of potential to be real cool. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, we will get into this later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I know. It was the early 2000s, oh. so I was just like, yeah. I was like, of do- course. Anyway, the one moment that I had of Jay Moore losing his cool was when the class clown <laughs> says some very unsavory remarks about women or something or death. And he Jay Moore goes up behind him grabs the kid's scarf and wraps it around his mouth like shut up (laughs) and he stood there for a while and then just did it he waited for him to finish his sentence and then told him to shut up it was really weird it was a really awkward moment but it's like okay so this is a hint of jay Moore, cool teacher losing his cool i did like this that scene in that you had the different um, types of reactions to the murders so Mm -hmm. there was the one student who um Wanted to relate it back to something that she did that was totally insignificant to everybody else. But she's like, like, one time when I was in seventh grade, I told him to shut up and die. And then he did. And then she started crying. I thought that was a really sweet. And then there's the cool girl that said something like. She's like, you know what? Death to the murderers. Yeah. She's like, I want the killer in an electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there's the two insensitive asshole kids. Who yeah, the were, two stoners. Yeah, they're just like, kid. I want to know if, like, the bodies were defiled. Yeah, and then, of course, that's what, you know, makes the whole class an uproar. And then Jody, um, she seems a little more genuine, but also has this sort of, like, deer-in-the-headlights look on yeah. her a little bit. Because she's so innocent. She's so innocent. She's the epitome of innocence. <laughs> yeah. Daddy Sheriff walks in, and she's like, Dad? daddy 
what are you doing in my classroom? We cut to the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. Jody's with her other friend, Sandy or something. We kind of get all of these sort of just high school antics. Everything is disrupted by this girl who comes in. We actually think it's a mom at first. <laughs> she kind of has a mom haircut and like a mom sweater. Yeah. And she comes barreling into this cafeteria, finds some teenage boy and starts slapping him, screaming at him. Mm-hmm. She's like, you told everybody that I did this sexual act with you and then he slut shames her he slut shames her and says you did and that's the yeah another cringe moment her name is annette and we later see annette at home by herself her parents are having a whale of a time we get a quick scene of the parents and they're on a date yeah they're on a date mom's getting sloshed and then annette's in her jammies and someone knocks at the door this moment actually was pretty creepy yeah the voice is so unsettling is your mom home yeah and she's like uh she's thinking about it and she's, she's trying to be a good kid she's like no she's trying well, to can be i a- slip a note to her yeah and and then she's like uh oh but that voice though Hi, I'm Laura Lee Sherman. Your mom said I could come by. She didn't tell you I was coming. It's almost like it's a little too deep of a voice, but it does sound feminine, but it's mm, very interesting. deep. Mm. It's Laura Lee Sherman. Oh, so creepy. Okay. I have a feeling I got a preview into your predictions. Into my predictions. Yeah. Exactly. And anyway, poor Annette. She reluctantly opens the door, but with the chain still on. Yeah. And this person is so strong, they kick the door in and the chain comes off the hook. Yeah. You see that so many times in movies where someone tries to protect themselves with and the they chain. They have the chain. Lo- oh, yeah. it, it never works. It get just a deadbolt. Get, get a deadbolt and don't open the door. Say, leave it on the doorstep. I will get it later. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, poor Annette meets her end. And then parents come home to a horrific scene of blood and a knife. And Annette is on the ceiling. Pinned to the ceiling. Pinned to the ceiling. Yeah. On some sort of crazy chandelier. Something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was like, maybe this was not a made for TV movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you realize. Yeah. I was like, this was pretty ornate of a kill. And we got to see it. I was like, oof. And then we get Brutal. into the morgue scene where we get the explanation that um, every all of the people who have died have the word virgin carved into their carved bodies. Carved into them. And there yeah. is a naked body on... Naked cadaver. That's when I realized this wasn't a so made-for-TV. We TV. see a boob. And we do get a weird scene where Daddy Sheriff wants Jody to protect herself. So he's teaching her self-defense. Yeah. And oops, he falls on her. And they have this little moment where There's he's like... There's like a brief oh. moment where they just stare at each other and their faces are like centimeters apart. Yeah. It's quick, but it still happens for a beat. And you're like, ooh. It's kind of like in um, the movie Speed where Keanu and... <laughs> Sandra Bullock? And Sandra Bullock. Okay, but they have sexual tension and they do I know, later. that's what makes it weird. <laughs> that's, it an, I'm just saying that it, it was... was an accident. There was clearly Oof. more sexual tension than there should have been that, there. Yes. So we're getting like... Very unsettling. Oof. Extra creeper vibes. Extra going. creepy. There's a, another really creepy scene right after. It's a bedroom scene. After dad finds out that the people who are being killed are virgins the first thing he thinks of i need to go see my daughter ask her some hard (laughs) questions and he's like hey daughter um are you a virgin have you done anything with kenny you've been going out for a year now and he's like wishful thinking like hoping that she's done something she's like well yeah daddy i'm no longer a kid we've kissed and he's like well 
can you do something more? That's the line. And then the shiver down your spine goes, yeah. okay, so he there's says, something wrong here. He says, can you go further than you have? And Jody's interpreting it as there is stuff left that we have not done. So rest your mind at ease, dad. I am still a virgin. Mm-hmm. Dad looks kind of crestfallen, like, oh, damn it. <laughs> You're a virgin. And then another creepy line right after Jody says, are you disappointed? I'm still a virgin. At this point, it's just happening way too often. And it's going past the subtle, creepy vibe. And I'm thinking this all has to be for a reason, because she also has that same sort of interaction with the teacher teacher. where she stays after class and uh, she's talking to Jay Moore and and she just starts reciting. She closes her eyes again and quotes T.S. Eliot and he finishes her quote. They're so in sync. And there's obviously some attraction there. And Brittany looks very young during this movie. She's pint-sized. She has a little bob haircut, little bangs. She's obviously too young for every man in this movie. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's in high school, so She's in high school. But like, you know how some, like especially the ones in the 70s, like Carrie, Sissy Spacek was 25 when she filmed that. Yeah. So in this, Brittany Murphy looks like a high schooler Hmm. it's not like 70s high schooler or 80s high schooler she looks like a baby Hmm. i didn't think that that's what makes it even creepier yeah i think it's her expression i don't know if it's the actual way that she looks because this was like (laughs) four years after clueless and she played a high schooler in clueless oh my gosh you're so in this Clueless, is way after Clueless. she looked older than she did in this. Yeah. And so I think it's more of the way that um, they're she, dressing her and yeah. they have her hair and everyone that they've cast is significantly taller than her. They're they're setting something up here, yeah. either daddy issue or some sort of sexual predator. After her weird little intimate quote with the teacher, she's like, I just saw someone at the door. We don't see it. But Jody says she saw it. Mm-hmm. And Jay Moore is like, let's go check it out. So they look down the hallway. They see nothing. They go to the cafeteria. And Jay Moore finds a cigarette butt. Mm, they're leaving little, little clues, clues, little cookie crumbs. And the audience sees the very tip of a black boot. Mm-hmm. Just the very tip of a black boot that we don't see if it has a heel or not. Mm. So we don't know if this cigarette butt was from our killer or from somebody else who was afraid of getting caught. Right. Dad decides to organize a rally. Town hall meeting. Town hall with the parents. All the parents. At the high school to let them know that the killer is targeting virgins. Yep. And the principal has this great line and he takes the daddy sheriff aside. He says, if you tell all the parents this, then we're going to have a fuck fest on our hands. But he stutters. He doesn't want to say it. He's like, we're going to have a fuck fest. We're going to have a real <laughs> fuck fest on our hands. <laughs> You know what that scene reminded me of? The scene in Jaws between Roy Scheider and the mayor. Mm. He's like, if you go in there and you yell shark, you're going to ruin my 4th of July party. Good observation. I wonder if there is maybe some inspiration from yeah. Jaws. He's, he's very much the mayor right now in Jaws. <laughs> the principal seems hella shady too. He's another creepy dude. He's yeah. got these creepy glasses. Bald he, head with the grown out hair on the side. He looks very it's... lascivious. So the parents are all in this town hall meeting and we see Jody, who was already at school with her friend Timmy, who somehow shows up, the school newspaper editor. 
And the two of them are like peeking through this vent that's on the top floor and they're listening and they hear the news that the killer is preying on virgins. Mm -hmm. And all the parents go into an uproar. Someone says something mean about someone else's daughter, like, oh, your daughter's fine. And of course, there's a <laughs> fist fight between dads, very macho. And Timmy's like, this is too good. Give me your really big cell phone and let me call. <laughs> Flip out, antenna up. <laughs> this is 2000s, baby. Let me call my sources at the school newspaper. And Timmy just wanders off. Oh, he's so cool. And he's like calling all his friends. And Jody's like, oh, wait, I need my phone. And so she goes after him, but not soon enough. So she's alone in the stairwell. Timmy, Timmy, where'd you go? I need my cell phone. And then she ends up in some locker room with shower curtains. And we're like, oh, this isn't good. She has to open all the shower curtains that are all closed. <laughs> She goes one by one, mm -hmm. and then she hears her phone ring, and she goes deeper into the locker room. Timmy, is that you? And then she sees a locker. <laughs> you make her sound like she's Southern. <laughs> Timmy, is that hey, you, Timmy, boy? Hey, Timmy, is that you? No. Are you round the corner? That's my that's my uh, wounded fawn impression. <laughs> okay. Timmy, hello? <laughs> and then she sees a locker. In scrawled virgin. Scrawled virgin and we're like uh-oh what's yeah. inside i mean you know what's inside you know but you're hoping it's not because it's our favorite character yeah actually timmy. you know for a split second there i thought it there was the possibility that maybe timmy was the murderer <gasps> because timmy had painted nails wore the trench coat oh that would have been a good prediction but that was quickly squashed quickly dispelled because he's dead in the locker yes. damn it timmy why'd you have to be a virgin however we never really actually saw his dead body or no one mentioned anything about his death afterwards you know what? actually they did oh okay so yeah afterward we do see like a memorial for the four dead kids okay well and that his, wasn't my prediction his anyways, picture's but... up there and she says oh timmy and yeah we're all like oh <laughs> timmy damn it the thing about this slasher movie is that they are setting it up as sort of a whodunit. Yeah. Or at least as a person watching the film, you're trying to guess, is it the mom? You know, is it Timmy? It seems to me at this point very giallo, especially mm. in the next scene coming up when Timmy's dead body comes out of the locker, then the killer pops up, still dark and cloaked. And I think the killer even whispers, virgin. Oh, yeah. Very Tenebre where they're like, spy. Yeah. Uh, so the killer whispers, virgin, and goes after Jody, And she goes on this cat and mouse chase. And it's actually a really good scene where she is trying her best. She doesn't trip. She doesn't fall. She goes from room to room. She ends up in the science room. She actually, because she's so small and nimble, she climbs up on top of the giant shelves in this room and starts throwing beakers and vials and glasses at the killer <laughs> with precision like a baseball player. Yeah. So impressed. Finally unleashing a big giant jaws. Yes! That's hanging from the ceiling. A <laughs> big shark sculpture. She cuts it with a uh, with, she finds an exacto blade she gets an exact a box cutter yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And she unleashes the jaws on this cloaked killer. And uh, she's screaming up there and she's crouched and small. She looks like such a rageful, like monkey. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I really <laughs> loved this moment from Brittany Murphy where she just like, she had every ounce of rage and energy to fight back against this killer. So even though it was a creepy scene, those self-defense classes from Daddy Sheriff, they've paid off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And I am glad that she has some fight in her because it is annoying when you have characters that yeah. don't fight back at all. Yeah. And there are it's a lot of frustrating as a viewer. So next she's giving the description. What was striking was this big strip of gray hair yeah. coming in front of the face. Someone looks at Daddy Sheriff and says, does this look familiar? And he kind of looks dumbfounded and goes, no, it doesn't. And he looks so guilty. <laughs> <laughs> and then we realize that there's something else going on here. The dad reports to the principal of what's going on, but also to ask the principal, do you remember Laura Lee? Sherman. They're like, oh, she's back. I thought she was in Virginia. So, okay, some shady business is going down yeah. here. What does that remind you of when the adults are talking about somebody from the past that's back? Um, it reminds me of Prom Night. Oh, really? Oh, it reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. They're like, oh, do you remember this guy? He's back. <laughs> Freddy? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is reminding me of like Freddy Krueger and all the parents know, but the kids don't know. Uh, sorry, not Prom Night 1. It reminded me of Prom Night 2. Hello, Mary Lou? Yeah. Because they burn Mary Lou <gasps> and then it's You're like, right. like, she's oh, back. that guy? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the principal and the priest? Yes. Ah. Yeah. So it's like the parents or the adults know something that they're keeping yeah. from the yeah. kids. So, yeah. So something's going on with the parents. There's, yeah. there's a lot of like creepy vibes going on with the adults and the minors. Yeah. And there's this sort of theme around sexuality and losing your virginity mm -hmm. and all of that loss of innocence loss of innocence uh, yeah and then and then jody jody actually hears because she like picks up the phone and she hears this and then she tries to put it down and daddy walks and he's like what were you doing were you listening and she <laughs> plays it so cool she's like no daddy i was trying to call mom <laughs> she's like infantile actually now, like the more you describe her the more i think about it the less i'm like yeah she was playing this great then the more i think like <laughs> Yeah, she's kind of acting like a child. No, this is just my acting. <laughs> my acting of Brittany Murphy is childish. I think a little bit of Brittany Murphy's acting in the movie was a, a little, little too, overplayed. A little too childish. But we'll see. Maybe yeah. it ties in. Maybe could there's the, some sort of... the directing. They did give her very a, a very childish look. Yeah. I mean, love the fight scene. I thought that was great. The fight scene was good. That's a good glimpse of what's to come, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then Sandy, Jody's BF, her only BF left, uh, comes in and she's like, oh, man, have you heard? There's going to be a Hyman Holocaust <laughs> at some abandoned cake building. <laughs> yep. The principal's not worst nightmare is coming to yes, fruition. They are going to have their fuck fest. So <laughs> that's exciting for them. Uh <laughs> But I just love it. Like their lingo. She's like, oh, that place is a shithole. Why are we going to go there? Lose our virginity. Before they leave the police station, mommy comes rushing in. She's like, oh, how is your leg? And I was thinking, how does she know about the leg? Interesting. Didn't okay, I didn't pick up on that. just happen? Did daddy actually have time to call mom and be like, <laughs> her leg's injured because the killer was going to carve virgin into her leg, but then Brittany kicked her, kicked the killer. 
Yeah. But I do also think they're kind of setting mommy up to be a, a red herring. But I don't know. You don't yeah, know. You don't know. Don't know yet. So we're back at school. Jody is a celebrity. She survived the attack and everybody wants to grab her. Yeah. They're like <laughs> grabbing at her and screaming and smiling. Even Jay Moore, the teacher, is in the crowd trying to grab her. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to become popular in high school. Survive, Survive an attack. Survive an attack. And then killer. everyone will want to be your friend. Exactly. Even Kenny. Yes. Her douchey boyfriend is like, hey, I want to go with you to the, the cake building and have <laughs> sex and save your life. Yeah. And the yeah the douchey boyfriend goes back to her because yeah, she's it, now popular. Word is spread throughout the students at the high school. We get this really great scene of the one of the popular girls explaining sex and your first time to a bunch of other girls. It's like a bleacher full of yes. girls. Yes. So the popular girl is on top of the bleacher walking back and forth like it's a catwalk. Giving them this tutorial on how to have sex with men and what to expect. And every other girl in school is like, who apparently has not had sex, is listening with like bated breath. I'm like, okay, so um, do we need to use like, you know, birth control? She's like, no, you don't have time. Use a condom for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm glad they're asking those questions. Yeah, they are. And then one girl's like, okay, what about like vaginal or clitoral stimulation? And the girl's like, nah, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> the boys here are not going to be able to do any of that. So <laughs> this is purely for survival, not for pleasure. Exactly. Yeah. Get that through your head. <laughs> well, then we cut to the boys. There's three boys in a car smoking weed and they're asking really dumb and foolish questions to like show how many their holes naivete. are there yeah yeah dumb <laughs> <laughs> it was a really interesting scene showing the difference between um the female and the male response to yeah. to sex yeah and the boys have this really awful line like thank goodness there's a killer to pressure girls into giving in like, ugh. yeah most of the male characters in this movie are pretty cringeworthy, yeah. pretty despicable. The only one who we actually liked was Timmy. Yeah, and unfortunately, <sighs> you know, 2000s, we had progressed to a certain point, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, at this point, we had not progressed, so yeah. he had to die in the first half, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I want to mention is that when all the girls are listening to the popular girl talk about sex, the female cop is there looking on with kind of a creepy smile. Mm -hmm. The way this female cop looks at Jody Brittany Murphy mm -hmm. is creepy. I have to say all of the adults are pretty creepy. Mommy's creepy and the female cop is creepy. Yeah. So every adult in this movie is kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the men and the boys. It's all the adults and the boys. <laughs> yeah. Man. What a town. What a town. Yeah, Cherry Good Falls. Good old Cherry Falls. Move out of that place. So that brings us to the moment in the film where we stopped mm -hmm. the exact halfway yeah. point of the film. What are your initial impressions before we get to our predictions? I am enjoying it more than I thought I would. And it is a little less cheesy mm -hmm. than I initially thought. There's like little hints of comedy. Yeah, little hints on? of comedy, a lot of creepy characters, but I don't mind that because it's a horror film. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking that it's on purpose, that these characters are not just creepy because it's the early aughts. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're creepy for a purpose. Yeah, so the movie is putting in these little breadcrumbs and setting up clues, and we have a few characters that could be possible suspects. Yeah. 
possible red herrings. Mm-hmm. Let's get yeah. into our predictions. My first prediction, I think it's pretty obvious. Kenny, the douchey boyfriend, is gonna die. <laughs> I don't... Wait, do you think he's a virgin? It doesn't matter. He's the worst. Oh, okay. So are you thinking that... <gasps> I think he is a virgin. Okay. You think he's all talk? He's all talk. Yeah. Those, Those high are, school kids usually are. are. That's why he's so desperate to have sex with Jody because he's never had sex. Mm. If he's had sex, he wouldn't act so desperate. Mm. So Kenny's a virgin and he's going to die. I mean, I don't know how. I'm just thinking he's going to get shanked a couple times. Kind of like Jesse <laughs> Bradford. Up. Well, yeah. Shanking is a good prediction because we did yeah. see a lot of sharp knives. Yeah, he'll die the same way Jesse Bradford did. Very lackluster. Dead. <laughs> uh, number two, I predict that BFF Sandy is going to die. Oh, Sandy. The, Sandy the friend. She's so innocent. I guess I she is the one who has the crush on Mark. Yeah, she's going to die at this weird cake factory or wherever they're going. Oh, so you think there's going to be a bloodbath at the high school orgy party? I think there's going to be an orgy party for sure. <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a bloodbath, though, because I really think it's one killer. Okay. Uh, so Sandy's going to get killed while waiting for Mark. So she'll like be waiting for Mark to do it somewhere. And he's like, I'll be right back. I got to go like do something. So while she's waiting for him, she'll mm. get killed. <laughs> Number three, I predict that the mom is going to be a red herring. They're going to leave more breadcrumbs that make you think it's the mom, but it's not going to be the mom. And in fact, she's going to save Jody from the killer at one point. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I definitely think that the mom is one of the more obvious possible suspects. Yeah, like from the, the very beginning. Yeah, because you have the cigarette smoking mm-hmm. and the nobody headlights. knows that I smoke cigarettes. Nobody knows. And the headlights in the beginning right after Jesse Bradford got killed. Yeah. Yeah. And so why, if, what, what was she doing that night? Like she was out and about. She's out in the town doing yeah. who knows what. Uh, not hanging out with Daddy Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, so mom, I think they're going to have a few more breadcrumbs to show that she's the killer, and then they're going to switch it, and she's going to save Joey. Okay, I like that prediction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Number four, the virgin killer's reason is a kindness to preserve the virgins from the slut-shaming of men in the future. Okay, okay. So the killer is killing virgins to be kind and prevent them from having sex to be slut shamed in the future that's super dark and twisted yeah but i like where you're going yeah so like they're not doing this because they hate virgins they actually love and feel sorry for these innocent kids Mm. and they want to preserve that innocence forever by killing them by killing them yeah Yeah. the twisted mind of a serial killer and then my final prediction is maybe the Whopper, but <laughs> <laughs> we gotta love the Whopper. Love the Whoppers. So Laura Lee Sherman is Jay Moore. Oh my God, <laughs> Jay Moore. <laughs> why did you? Yeah, why did you predict that? He is young for a teacher. I feel like, or okay. he looks young, and it, it's going to turn out. Is it that the bangs? It's the bangs. <laughs> They really make, they age him down. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to be the son of Laura Lee Sherman. Wow. Okay. Who was probably previously slut shamed by daddy sheriff, the principal and all the other men of that town. Yeah. And that's why she had to leave town because she was slut shamed and she probably killed herself. Yeah. 
And Jay Moore is like, my poor mom, I'm going to do justice to her name. So you think Jay Moore is the Billy Loomis character in this movie? He's the Billy Loomis. But <laughs> also he has like, you know, a kind heart and he wants to kill these virgins to preserve them from being slut shamed like his mom was. Yeah. So this is what would happen if Billy Loomis graduated high school and went to college, became a teacher. And actually and then, liked women enough to preserve their innocence. I guess. I don't know uh-huh. where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Interesting prediction that Thank you have you. there. Yeah. That was quite the whopper. I'm glad that you didn't have that. I thought, oh man, Tony's going to have this one too. <laughs> Um, you never know. <laughs> Anyways, I, I like where you're going with the motive and the fact that the mom is going to be this red herring mm-hmm. who ultimately saves the day. Mm-hmm. I think that's very possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great job. Great Thank job. You. Thank you. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. What, uh, are, what are your predictions? Yeah, I think I had more of like plot points. Okay. Or maybe tidbits. Yeah, this was more of like an interesting potential plot points. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so number one, I predict that a non-virgin will be killed. And I'm okay. thinking maybe the girl who's giving the pep talk, <gasps> the popular girl. Oh, I like her. Although now with, after hearing your predictions, I'm think I'm like less confident about it. But anyways, that's <laughs> I'm just thinking like, oh, maybe because I do like that th- this movie is kind of flipping the final girl trope. Yes. All the virgins are dying. Yeah. So instead of the promiscuous teenagers, it's the virginal teenagers. Yeah. So the promiscuous ones get to live. Yes. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Cherry Falls. Number two, Laura Lee Sherman was assaulted by the cop and the principal, (gasps) like in Prom Night 2. That makes sense. And and then slut shame for it. And that is why she or whoever the killer is is vengeful and wants mm-hmm. to take it out on their children. On the children. So it is kind of like a Freddy plot. Yeah. So we, yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen this plot, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, yeah. Misplaced revenge on mis- the kids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then more recently, it's sort of the uh, plot point of one of my favorite recent horror slashers, Ma. <gasps> Ma. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of like Ma. Yeah. Where she's going to take her revenge out on the kids. On the kids. Yeah. Because maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to take a moment here to say Ma was a really fun movie. That was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my third prediction is that Jody is going to stay a virgin. Oh. <gasps> Oh, I think she's going to remain innocent. You know what? I think so, too, because even though this movie is taking that trope and flipping it, I almost don't know if movies were that bold in the year 2000 to actually make the final girl not a virgin. Yeah, I mean, and you're assuming that she's going to be the final girl. I mean, yeah, it wasn't one of my predictions, but I kind of am. It kind of it kind of seems like. There is no other choice for for Britney because this movie is, in a way, all about her and her innocence. Yeah. Um, and this expectation that she needs to have yeah. sex and, and all I that sort of stuff. I almost feel like I wouldn't like it if she had to quickly have sex with Kenny. I feel like if she had sex, it wouldn't be for herself. It would be because she felt like she had to. So I don't like the idea of her having or any of these kids having to have sex just to not die. Yeah. 
So I feel like they'll find a way around it for Britney to not have to have sex. I think she will survive some sort of final fight or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, ultimately, I think she's going to stay a virgin. She's yeah. going to be proud of her innocence. So my number four prediction is that the unnamed partner cop, she might have had a name, but I didn't catch oh, it. Yeah. So unnamed partner cop is the red herring oh. and will die <gasps> after being a possible suspect. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about these characters that were clearly being set up to be red herrings. We have uh, definitely two adult females, mm -hmm. the mom and um, this cop. Mm -hmm. the, just the way they like lingered on that look at the police station when she's ordered to protect um, yes. Jody. She had such a creepy look where she looked at Jody and she smiled and they held it for like three seconds. And the fact that she was the first person to the murder scene, mm -hmm. the first initial murder. So these are little clues that are pushing her as a suspect, mm -hmm. but I, I don't buy it. Actually. Don't buy it. So yeah. I think that um, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, my last prediction is the Whopper as well. <gasps> <Jane Moore. laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, actually you know it's funny um so yes i predict that <gasps> jay moore is going to be the killer and that he's laura lee sherman's son what <laughs> we have the same whopper but here's the thing yes we have the same whopper wow but here's the thing i was struggling and going back and forth on this because at first when i was watching the movie i was like oh it's got to be the mom and i was like no 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 don't fall for that that's the obvious red herring yeah. that would be so amateurish. Yeah, of we've me seen too. too many horror movies to pick that. Exactly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then I started thinking, oh, maybe it's the partner cop. Mm -hmm. So I actually had written on here. Well, it was my first prediction that Jay Moore is the killer. And then I changed my prediction and I said that the partner cop is the sister. This is crossed out. <laughs> we have seen this in horror movies before where the killer does become a cop because they're so yeah. upset. So I was like, yeah. okay. That could be a possibility. <gasps> Saw. Saw. Okay, Saw. that's right. That one guy. Yeah. Stupid guy from Saw. <laughs> Stupid guy from Saw. He, he fooled us all. <laughs> it was a killer for like four movies. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I blame him for... What happened to Jigsaw? I mean, he was in the background. Yeah. Was. He, this guy was like the protege. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the ever confusing plot lines of the yeah. Saw sequels. The timeline. Yeah. It always had me on the edge. Um, anyways, I went back to my Jay Moore prediction and I wrote <laughs> and I scribbled this out as well that Jay Moore is going to die and he's actually a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Because I was just like, <laughs> Those who's bangs? It? Yeah, I'm just like, who else is going to die? Maybe Jay Moore is going to die. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, well, only virgins die. And then they're like, whoa, he was actually a virgin. And the killer. He killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wait, so what is your actual prediction? I know it got muddled up there because I kept going back and forth, yeah. but I so assure you. your final Whopper prediction the is. Is that Jay Moore is the killer and the son of Laura Lee Sherman. Got it. Because I'm with you on that. I think that the killer is made to look female. Mm -hmm. Even the very first time they showed the killer, I, I thought that it was someone dressing in ladies clothes. Yeah. And I think this has happened, and I don't want to spoil any, but this has happened in Giallo or mm -hmm. Giallo-inspired movies mm -hmm. where the killer uh, is made to seem female, and then we find out 
it's actually male. Right. So I won't spoil. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, But yeah, I think that's what's what it's kind of leaning towards. Yeah. So it's kind of nice that Cherry Mm -hmm. Falls is seems like it's drawing inspiration from these slashers and giallo films of the past. Yeah. um, Which I think is a reason why it is thus far fairly entertaining yeah i am i am enthralled and i am actually very pleasantly surprised and i hope the second half does not disappoint yes so before we cut for the second half i have a couple in the vein of high school some essay questions some essay questions okay yeah (laughs) Uh oh do i need to prepare a thesis yeah you will later all right i want no less than a thousand words on each all right Uh, (laughs) who will end up being the creepiest in the second half. You have four choices. English teacher Jay Moore, uh-huh. the principal, uh-huh. uh, Jody's cop bodyguard, the female cop, mm-hmm. or daddy sheriff. Um, that's an easy one for me. It's Jay Moore. Jay Moore's the creepiest. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. Even before the movie started and I saw your name in the opening credits, yeah. I knew you were going to be the creepiest character in the yeah. movie. Yeah, you know, that's a good guess. Uh I think I'm still going to get really creeped out by Daddy Sheriff, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to be the ultimate bad guy, but I think he's going to get a little creepier. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something shady going on with the dad and the principal. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next one. Name three. Oh, I guess we already talked about this, but uh, name three Giallo tropes that we've already seen. Mm, Okay. So we've seen a cat and mouse chase Mm -hmm. we've seen the killer wearing all black i don't know if the killer was wearing black gloves but no because we saw the painted nails oh okay so Mm. i mean wearing all black and wielding a knife that's pretty pretty giallo having the red of the painted nails yeah yeah um and then it also follows the structure of a crime drama yeah it does because it's like uh, the central character is or one of the central characters is the sheriff Mm mm-hmm so that's a geolotrope as well. Yeah. I have that the killer whispers. Oh. And we have the um the thought of the psychotic woman who's the killer. Oh, okay, yeah. Potential. Yeah, yeah. And also the jarring music that occurred during that cat and mouse chase between Brittany Murphy and the killer. Oh, okay. Uh, I noticed in that scene like when she's running in the hallway, there was very jarring almost like heavy metal music playing, oh. which reminded me of like opera or something. Oh, nice. Okay, so you're not talking about the jarring music that was playing during the scenes at school where it's like that sort of light drum and bass Early 2000s industrial rave. That was neat. But no, there was like almost like a heavy metal song that was playing when Brittany Murphy was running through the hallway. And I was like, oh, this reminds me of opera. (laughs) Uh, Okay, last question. Which of our, this is easy, which of our four slain kids would you bring back for more character development in the second half? Oh, obviously Timmy. Timmy. Of course, Timmy. Yeah. When he died, I was like, what the heck? Come on. Yeah, you have the interesting friend of Jody, mm-hmm. and this character has such potential yeah. to be a really great character. Yeah. Like his first scene, he immediately comes in. You're like, oh, who's this? He yeah. like has so much charisma. And he's wearing the way- that fur jacket. He's got the fur jacket. He has like gray eyeshadow and it looks really good. And he just, the glee on his face when he's like, no, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't break up. They're dead. And Brittany's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like the way he delivered his lines, he didn't have very many of them, but they're all just really good. Yeah. Everyone else at this high school that they've, 
shown so far seems very cookie cutter high school except for the um the quote-unquote promiscuous girl she's interesting too yeah she is interesting yeah yeah i i did like her pep talk although i did predict that she's going to die she might die but we'll see we'll see what happens so i'm really excited to get to the second half of this movie and see if our predictions are correct Mm -hmm. or if we were way off and Mm -hmm. the killer was the principal the whole time the killer's the mom boring or the killer is Brittany Murphy. Or it was all a dream. Jody. It was all, yeah, it was a, all dream a dream because Jody is sleepwalking again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go watch the second half and report back. local school officials and a law as to how to handle the situation. We'll get comments now from students and find out. just Um, finished cherry falls yeah and what a hoot what a hoot (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who have seen cherry falls you were probably enjoying a lot of our predictions because i would say that we did pretty damn good we did pretty good and for those of you who haven't seen it and are kind of playing along and i'm sure your predictions were just as great um yeah i have to say i think this might have been the most successful joint prediction uh gut reaction episode that we've done we've been way off yes i'm looking at you the sadness and ghoulies (laughs) Um, well the ghoulies took everyone for a spin for a ride uh this one you know i am impressed um not with like myself like, I'm not impressed. I'm impressed with you. I'm impressed with, with ourselves. I'm impressed with myself. With yourself, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get, let's uh, recap what has happened since the break. We had just finished the, the sex pep talk by yeah. the popular girl. I still don't remember her name. I don't either. She's just the, the cool girl. And then we see a news crew and the news crew is like, oh, there's going to be a sex party because there's a virgin killer running around. <laughs> Cut to total mayhem. The bell rings, school's out. Kids are running through the halls with reckless abandon, throwing paper in the air. Yeah, they're totally empowered because now they have the uh, green light to totally to, to just go have sex. Yeah. In an abandoned building. And the uh, cops know about the party. The yeah. cops are not really going to stop it. And it's called like the pop your cherry ball. Everyone has flyers. These kids worked fast. Oh, yeah. If like, you're gonna they have made a, colored flyers. If you're going to have a teen sex orgy, that can be arranged by the end of the evening. The student body is very organized. <laughs> I'm very impressed with them. Uh, and yeah, they, they riot through the halls. They spill out the front doors and they mob the news crew. And it looks like they're going to turn the news van over. It looks like they're going to uh, Dawn of the Dead style, rip the body apart of that Take news the reporter. Yeah. He's totally engulfed in students. Yeah, so he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Just assume he's dead. We just assume he's dead. 
And then we cut to Jody, who's not partaking in the shenanigans. She goes straight home like a responsible student, but also very curious and asks mommy at home who's boozing it up and burning cookies in the kitchen. <laughs> you could tell that there's a dark cloud that surrounds mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think at this point, we 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 have the feeling that mom knows something, but I don't think she's really a top suspect for me. No, at this point, when we see that she's boozing it up, I'm like, oh, okay, she's hiding a secret, harboring something, but she's not the main suspect anymore. Definitely. Jody's like, mom, who was Laura Lee Sherman 25 years ago? Something happened. And mom's like, oh yeah, something happened. She left town, blah, blah, blah. The end. Bad liar. Mom's lying. Yeah, mom is lying. She burnt (laughs) those cookies. I didn't notice the cookies. I just noticed the booze. They were super burnt and Jody was kind and still tried to eat one. Even the mom's like, don't eat that. (laughs) (laughs) I just love the fact that she was swigging. It looked like brandy straight from the bottle. Straight from the bottle. Gross, lady. And it was like two (laughs) o'clock. Meanwhile, dad goes to Virginia because... He's got to take care of something. He's got a guilty conscience for sure. At this point, I'm thinking, all right, dad is super shady. Super shady. And his partner's like, yeah, but there's a sex party. Like, oh, you you got it covered. You got this. (laughs) Uh, I got to go to Virginia, West Virginia for a little bit. And I might be gone a long time. So Jody, still not partaking in the shenanigans, goes to the library I'm like, isn't school out? Why is this library open? (laughs) And the joy of the year 2000, she actually busts out the microfilm. I mean, for one, good for her going to the library. Going to the library after school is out. Yes. Yeah. Busting out the microfilm. And I was kind of like, you know what? In 2000, I never used microfilm. I had the internet. We had the internet (laughs) in 2000. So why was she still using microfilm? Well, maybe not in small town Virginia. Maybe the internet was still... Hadn't gotten there yet? It was still at like 14.4 kbps. Oh, it was very slow. So it was faster to sort through 25 years of newsreels, (laughs) news articles. Got it. Yeah. And somehow she she hones in on one little article with Laura Lee Sherman. The picture looks just like her police sketch. Like... Carbon copy. Yeah, she did a great job. Same posture, everything. Perfect eyewitness. And of course, there's a noise in the library. And Jody's like, oh no. Of course, I'm in this spooky basement library by myself because school is out. The librarian's not even here. This is why kids stop using the library. Yeah, it's There's terrifying. always slashers in there. Terrifying. Yeah. Don't go to the library. <laughs> uh, so she's in a cat and mouse chase with no one. And then turns out her mom's there. And her mom's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most passion I saw in the mom the entire movie. And Jody's like, tell me, tell me what happened. And so then cut to their, the top floor of the library now. And mom's like, oh, here's the story. Laura Lee Sherman was raped 25 years ago by four upstanding teenage boys. When she went to the cops, the cops didn't believe her because these boys all came from good families. Mm. Uh, Two of the boys left town and the other two were still in town. And Jody's like, who's still in town tell me she knew but she just needed to hear it it was obvious that she knew oh you could tell she She connected the dot she's pretty smart yeah her eyes were welling up they were red and she stood up 
as if she was bracing for it. And the mom's like, well, it's the principal for one. Like, obvious. Yeah. Joey's like, yeah, I know. Who's the fourth one? She's like, it's your father. <laughs> yeah. Confirm shady. Confirm. Cut to this creepy house that Daddy Sheriff finds in West Virginia. It's Laura Lee Sherman's rundown shack. And it looks just like something out of Psycho or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paint's peeling. <laughs> Windows are missing. Yeah, uh, it's pretty derelict. And he goes into the basement. He goes straight to the basement. What are you thinking? <laughs> And he finds this like baby torture chamber. Yeah, there's like a crib with a baby doll chained. Chained around the neck. And he's like, hmm, this is odd. At this point in the movie, I'm already really feeling good about my prediction. Me our too. prediction about our prediction Jay Moore. Like, because this is fitting into place. Yeah, he's about 25 years he old. He looks 24, about 25. 24. The bangs. He had this fondness of Jody. And you couldn't figure out what that was exactly. Yeah. It seemed a little creepy or is pervy. It, but yeah, is it a pervy connection or is it more of a familial connection yeah so these dots are being connected yeah. for us we're like okay predictions at this point are looking good. i was feeling very solid about Me our prediction too uh daddy sheriff gets in the car his partner calls him and says hey you gotta come the principal's secretary called and said you have to meet him at the school he goes to the school and the principal is there but he's he's dead and he has something carved, carved out of his forehead his forehead it says virgin not <laughs> virgin not how come it didn't say non-virgin that's what i was wondering virgin not not virgin because they're thinking of the 90s insult virgin not or is it because he's the english teacher teaching shakespeare he has a macbeth quote on the classroom chalkboard so he's like he's carving an iambic pentameter yeah (laughs) so principal's dead principal's dead cut to jody she rolls up she's wearing a cute little skirt really tall pumps for riding a bike i'm impressed (laughs) by that and she's like, I'm ready, Kenny. I'm ready to not be on the chopping block anymore. Help me out. And Kenny's like, no, I want to know that you want me for me. I'm like, really? Yeah. Now? And she's getting pretty pushy. She, she literally is. puts her toe in his mouth. She shoves it in his mouth. So and we get a really good toe sucking and scene. And this scene lasts for like five minutes. <laughs> it was really like, awkward too. I was like, this can't be real. It has to be a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah, like, he did say this that. This is harking back to when she was sleepwalking. She's sleepwalking right now and dreaming that she's shoving her toe in Kenny's mouth, yelling, <laughs> suck it. <laughs> and she was like hitting him and slapping him with she's her other foot. kicking him in the head with her other bare foot. But in this scene, we also get another little tidbit. So we get get a close-up of Kenny's shoe and it has the little <gasps> um, painted in... Um, the little four square. Four square, That yeah. we saw in the cafeteria yeah. next to the cigarette butt. So now it's like, okay, the suspect is shifting. Is to it Kenny? Kenny like, even at this point, I was like, nah. He re- His character really took a turn after like, this moment. in this scene, I was like, you basically shamed her for not sleeping with you in the very beginning and now that she's ready, you're like, no, I want to know that you want me for me now you care why i'm typical upset. high school boy all talk all talk so she's like fine that i'm gonna go find somebody else and he's like where are you going your teacher's house <laughs> <laughs> i was like damn okay you're so jealous and that's exactly where she went and then it's night now and she's at the teacher's house the sex party is starting Sex party's starting. There's Not a big bonfire. Away. There's like a, a sheet thrown over a balcony of some old 
house Some or abandoned house. All the teenagers are flocking in and they have their sleeping bags and they have they're their, ready for an all nighter. Their red cups and their backpacks yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. They're prepared. They got a change of clothes. They got a backpack full of condoms. We see some of our periphery characters like Mark, who's trying to hit on the hot blonde girl. And she's like, no, you reek of cologne. And Sandy's like, I like it. And he's like, all right, cool. Now Jody's at Mr. I don't even know his name. Molester. Mr. Molester. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) It's something like that. It's like I always thought it was like Mr. Markin, but it's Mr. Marlin. Morlister. Morlister? It's something. Can you look it up? Oh, man. All right. Marliston. Told you. What'd you say? Molester. Molester. Marlister. Anyway, so she goes to Mr. Marliston's house, (laughs) a.k.a. Jay Moore, who is very suspiciously shoving a big ass trunk into his house. She's like, oh, do you need help with that big trunk? (laughs) At this point, it's just starting to become funny. And Jay's like, yeah, help me out, kid. Yeah. And so they're pushing it. She's like, where is it going? To my basement. So so at this point, as a viewer, if you don't 100% know that Jay Moore is the killer, then then you haven't been paying attention or you haven't watched enough movies. Exactly. There's so many red flags that it becomes comical. Yeah. So they managed to shove the trunk down the basement stairs. And that's when she questions, what's in that? This thing's heavy. What's in that? And he's like, your dad, maybe mine. (laughs) The way he delivered that line was pretty funny. It was because he was actually laughing when he said it. And I was like, that is pretty funny. Maybe she thinks he's joking. Yeah. So she does go down and she does open it. And there is daddy tied up. Still alive. Yeah. Jay Moore does manage to tie them both to some gurney. And he has a whole setup in his basement. He He's got the, the torture room. Got his own torture room, kind of like Mommy did. The, his was a lot nicer than Mommy's. Yeah, Mommy's Mommy, was like the, the blueprint. Mommy's was the very prototype. haphazard. And then Jay like perfected it. More surgical. Very sterile. All of his instruments were nice and polished yes, and clean and sharp. stainless steel. It was a very tidy basement. He basically spent his whole life plotting for this moment. Yeah. And so he goes over there to, I think, I don't know, finish carving virgin in her leg. And the dad's like, don't touch her. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. Jay is like, all right, tell me what happened. I want to hear your version of the story because I've heard mommy's version many times. Flashback to Jay's childhood as a baby when he's getting whipped and beaten by his mom, Laura Lee. Pretty rough. Rough. Like Jay's a victim too. Yeah. So of course he has this trauma and as a part of his therapy, he needs to hear the person who assaulted his mom say it. Are you justifying a serial killer's actions? I mean, I'm saying he had reasons. (laughs) He he, had, he wasn't just psycho. I mean, he wasn't just a sociopath. You're about to say psycho, and the scene was very reminiscent of psycho because you have mommy's wig off in the back. Yeah, Jay is coolly at his vanity, applying his makeup, curling his eyelashes, putting on his wig. He's like, go ahead, tell us your story. And we get a flashback of Laura Lee, 25 years ago, car breaks down the side of the road. Four young dudes show up. The daddy is knocked out. He's blackout drunk. He's blackout drunk. He's falling over drunk. Yeah. So he's he's on the ground and the other three pursue Laura Lee and they grab her and then they pick up the daddy and while he's still blackout drunk, they force him on top of her. You're kind of like... 
oh my God, the daddy's a victim too. He did not want to do this. He was blackout drunk and they forced him on top of her. But, but he, he was saying that I know what was happening. He, yeah, he, he feels, just didn't have the will to stop. Because, yeah, he feels riddled with guilt and yeah. he's crying. He's like, I knew what was happening. So I do feel like the three of them have this trauma because the three of them were assaulted in, in different ways. It starts with Laura Lee and Brett, the sheriff. Uh, the two of them are both victimized. And then as a victim, Laura Lee victimizes her son. It just creates more victims. Yeah. This is also coming from Sheriff Brent Markin. This is like his story. How much credence do you give his story? Do you think that he's telling the full story? He could have been fabricating parts of that. He could have. So, and we'll never know. No. Because. <laughs> he gets axed. He gets axed and he's dead. The boyfriend shows up. Kenny shows up. Kenny shows up. He notices Jody's bike. Jay Moore comes flying up the stairs because Kenny is incessant. Jay Moore's like, I gotta get rid of this guy. So he throws on a robe really fast. Wearing and a turtleneck. And wearing a turtleneck. And he's like, what is it? And Kenny's like, um, is Jody here? And Jay's like, no. He's like, oh, well, I see her bike. Why are you wearing lipstick? <laughs> <laughs> And Jay's like, because it makes me feel pretty. And he gets ready to stab Kenny, but then Kenny pushes him out of the way, runs into the house, locks Jay out of his own house. Yes. Clever. Very clever. Runs to the basement, tries to help Daddy Sheriff and Jody, but only manages to get Jody. And that's when, you know, Jay manages to find his way in and he axes Daddy a couple yeah. times. And they run to the one place where they will feel most safe. The orgy. <laughs> the funny thing, though, is, okay, so they get there. There's cops standing outside, and they're, like, panicked, and they're trying to say, like, the teacher's the killer. He killed the sheriff. And yeah, the he, teacher's the killer. You gotta go get him. And the lackey cop's like, I can't leave my post. I can't just split. And then whack. <laughs> axe into the head. After that cop gets axed, then it forces Kenny and Jody into the orgy house where no one is to be found. <laughs> there are two students still There's two. downstairs. Mark They're and Sandy. Dancing. They're still yeah. slow dancing. That's very sweet. They're taking their that time. touching. Everybody else is full on intercoursing upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> Jody and Kenny are like, guys, it's Mr. Marliston. And then Mr. Marliston shows up with his black wig on looking insane. Completely screams, unhinged. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> Causing a panic. And all of a sudden you have this like stampede of students and he's just slashing his way he through the is, students. Yeah, slashing and thwacking and blood is spraying. You're like, wow, he, he's gotten a few of them at least. It didn't seem like any of them died. A They're, lot of them were getting hacked A up. lot of them got hacked. A lot of them are missing arms now. So, <laughs> And they bottleneck on the staircase. They trample the partner cop. The stairs overflow and spill with naked kids. Kenny gets gashed across the gut. I think he um, comes from behind and grabs Mr. Marliston. Yeah. And that allows Jody to get away. Jody runs into the bedroom. There's nowhere else to go. There's a big double French door window behind her with a balcony. Course. And Mr. Mar Marliston comes in looking super crazy again, close up of his white teeth and his scary black wig. His maniacal face. Yeah. Slow motion. He runs towards her and she uses her one self-defense move the daddy sheriff ever taught her and she flings him out the window over <laughs> the balcony and he's impaled by a picket fence. Yep. And all the students are down waiting at the bottom. They see that Mr. Marlison is dead. 
So what do they do? They go and poke him, basically. Yeah, Mark goes over. He takes the wig off. He's like, oh, it's Mr. Marleston wearing a wig. <laughs> of course, he's not dead. He wakes up and gets ready to slash Mark. And that's when partner cop shows up. Yeah. Two guns blazing. Deputy Mina. <laughs> she emptied her chambers into Mr. Marleston. So much so that it severed his hand. And the hand stayed attached to, to Mark's, Mark's head. head. Yeah, that was a yeah. good detail. All the kids scared and shaking and bloody blood spattered and <laughs> it kind of pans across them like looking all sad in their sad faces and then it gets to mark who still has a severed hand attached to his head <laughs> that's some grip that's pretty ridiculous that's some rigor mortis yeah mr marlison's his final moment yeah i love i shift. love the maniacal shift and then we get to the police station jody is Telling the police, you know, everything that happened. She's with her mom. She's with her mom. And they're saying what happened to Daddy Sheriff and Mr. Marleston. They don't know why Mr. Marleston went crazy. They have no idea. We have another generation of covering up the indiscretions of what happened to Laura Lee 25 yeah. years ago. It was a very interesting end. It was. However, we did get a scene right after that where they're walking out of the building and Jody sees someone standing across the street and then a bus passes by and then they're gone. Yeah, so we see the image of Laura Lee, the black wig, just across the street, bus goes by and then Laura Lee's gone. So it's like, did she see Laura Lee? Or was it a figment of her guilty imagination? And that's it. Very excited to get into our predictions on this one because we did so we well. We did great. We killed it on yeah, this one. Yeah, we did. We so slashed it. We slashed it. Um, I made the prediction that a non-virgin will be killed. And I was thinking it was the girl giving the pep talk, the uh -huh. popular girl whose uh -huh. name I forget. Um, but it was actually the principal. The principal. And it did say virgin not. So virgin not. Confirmed. The so principal was not a virgin. Is that a full point or that's a half That's a full point. point. Okay, that's a full mm -hmm. point. Okay. Um, okay, then my next prediction was that Laura Lee Sherman was assaulted by the cop and the principal <gasps> and then slut-shamed. She wasn't slut-shamed, but she no, was. No, she was. The community didn't believe her story, so. They basically shamed, like the whole community shamed her for like, you know, being a loner. and By not believing stories. her, they shamed, by basically not believing her story, she was shamed. I agree. Okay, she so. She was shamed. So, spot on for me. Mm -hmm. I saw that coming. There was definitely some shiftiness and some shadiness by both the dad yeah. and the principal. Absolutely. Just right off the bat. My next prediction was that Jody will stay a virgin, which ah, she did. She did. Good for her. She had a lot of chances yeah. to She almost, to go almost with it. didn't, but she did it. She yeah. yeah. She she did get a good toe sucking though. So I yeah, don't know. I mean <laughs> <laughs> what base is that? <laughs> oh, like two and a half. Oh. That was pretty two, two pretty, and a half. pretty aggressive toe sucking there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High schoolers. Mm -hmm. My only prediction that I didn't get correct was that the deputy cop uh was going to be a red herring and will die after being named a suspect. Uh -huh. So I did not get that one correct. I know. Those looks and the fact that she was first at the crime scene, I was probably reading into that more than I should have. She was almost a red herring, though. You know, she was like pre-red herring. I think they just threw a bunch of breadcrumbs they and did. a little clues just out on a bunch of characters, stick. like yeah. the boyfriend, the mom, the deputy, yeah. even the principal. Lots of people. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's shady Everyone's in this movie. Everyone's suspect. Our proudest. I mean, you'll get to share it as well, but 
Jay Moore is the killer. He's the killer. And he is the son of Laura Lee Sherman. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. So is that um, a testament to our great guessing or is that a testament to the movie not being able to hide the fact that he was the killer. Nah, I want to give us great guessing accolades. <laughs> go ahead and go with your predictions. So, like you said, Jay Moore is Laura Lee Sherman's son, and he is the killer. And then I had that mom is a red herring and is going to save Jody from the killer. That did not happen. Yeah. She was a little bit of a red herring, but she never actually saved Jody. I'll give you half a point for really? that. Yeah. Because right. cool. she was definitely up yeah. into the library scene. She was definitely yeah. um, a possible suspect. Like the, the headlights and the yeah. smoking. The yeah. Smoking. Right. Okay. Sandy is going to get killed while waiting to do it with Mark. No. <laughs> even though she did like Mark, they didn't do it or even get close. And, and they didn't die. They didn't die. They just so slow danced the night away. Actually, they, Mark had more of a possibility of dying because he's over there prodding dead serial killers. Yeah. What's he thinking? He's, <laughs> he's stoned though. He's so a stoner. He's he's not a know. very bright kid. Uh, actually, I did pretty bad. My only good one was the Whopper. Jay Moore is the killer. Well, what's the next uh, one? The next one is Kenny is going to die stabbed a bunch. Um, Kenny is going to die stabbed a bunch. He didn't die and he was only gashed one time. So no point. <laughs> did he really not die? Because I don't know if he died. I don't know if he died. I think he was just wounded. Mm, okay. I'm pretty sure we see him at the very end with like the huddled masses. Yeah. And she, he's with Jody and they're like looking all like, oh. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure Jody got him. He might have died later, but not that night. <laughs> he, he died from gangrene he from his He might have wounds. died at the hospital, but that's like a different <laughs> story. So he didn't die in this movie. Uh, and then my last one was the Virgin Killer's reason is a kindness to people preserve the virgins from being slut shamed by men which was a and, very interesting prediction thank you and no because jay does say what better way to get back at this town than killing the innocents of like the town or whatever so yeah. like, oh no he doesn't care that they're innocent he doesn't want well to preserve he their he's definitely has a vengeance against the perpetrators against his mom but he yeah. also has a vengeance against the town for basically casting the mom aside and not believing her. Mm -hmm. But what I found interesting is that, yeah, he wanted to kill all the kids, all the virgins, all the innocents, but he was a lot more brutal to the women. Like he, when he killed Jesse Bradford, he just like shanked him a bunch of times. Mm. But when he killed the girl in the beginning, I think her name was Stacy. They're like, oh man, she was alive when she was being drained of blood. So he took his time with the women Interesting. Even Annette, like he held her up from the ceiling, like pinned her to the ceiling. That was some ornate, creepy stuff. And I'm pretty sure that with Timmy, I think he's probably just stabbed and shoved into a locker. Yeah. He probably didn't have time to be ornate, but still the two females that died. Uh, he took his time and was a lot more brutal with them. And I think that's because his mom was his abuser. So there's some sort of deep yeah. trauma that's triggering a hatred towards women. Yeah. So he, but he hates all people, honestly. Like he kills men because of what they did to his mom, but he tortures women because of what she did to him. Hmm. She tortured him. So he tortures women back. Interestingly enough, he uh, went through school and passed all his tests and became yeah. a teacher. Yeah. Just, all while holding back this rage. He held it in. It was dormant. 
He had to teach that whole year of class. Yeah. Knowing that at some point he was going to unleash havoc on the town. Yeah. And who knows how many years he was a teacher? Like how many years did he have to He seemed like a first year he teacher. Did. He did. So you don't think He, he might was... have even been a sub. It was his first day on the job. <laughs> so he wasn't tenured? No, he was a substitute for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. As with any teen slasher, there's a lot of plot holes mm-hmm. and sometimes that leads for interesting postulation yeah. of what could be. So for example, when the sheriff goes to West Virginia, we see a figure that is there as he's leaving. Assumed to be the actual Loralee in the house. Yeah, well, you're assuming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming it's the actual Loralee. I think as a viewer, house. you're supposed to think that he's being followed by the killer. Yeah. But then I don't think that Mr. Marleston followed him to West Virginia. And no. I mean, while maybe possible, if he was just like tailing him the whole time. No, because he had to stay back at home and kill the principal and carve virgin knot into his forehead. And that takes time. Yeah, I do like your theory of that was actually Laura Lee. My thought was that in the house, the figure that we see is the actual Laura Lee and Daddy Sheriff going to her house. Laura Lee sees him and it brings back all these memories. And I think she actually follows him back to Cherry Falls. Yeah, which makes that end scene make um, a lot more, more sense. Yeah. And so the end scene where Jody sees Loralee across the street, maybe it's not a figment of her imagination. Maybe it actually was Loralee yeah. who followed her daddy back yeah. to Cherry Falls. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So if they make Cherry Falls too, there's still time. Yeah. It can the killer can be the actual Laura. The actual Laura Lee. Yeah. We didn't tally your points. Oh, you won for sure. This is probably the best I've ever done. I got four points. That's great. I got one and a half. <laughs> one and a half. That's usually my average. My average might even be lower than that. It might be one half. So 1.5 out of 5. <laughs> I am still proud of that Whopper, though. I mean, the Whopper, yeah. The yeah. Whopper was good. Yeah. Um, four points. I'll give myself a pat on the back for that. Thank you. Yeah. I just know this movie so well. Yeah. Big Cherry Fall fans over here now. Okay, so this movie came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. This is after all of the big time teen slasher revivals. The teen slasher heyday. Yeah. It doesn't have quite the same crowd talking to them anymore. But I do feel like this one is still unique enough to have merit in that teen slasher craze. Yeah. Uh, And I am kind of sad that it evaded my attention all these years. So I'm wondering if it failed in the marketing and distribution. So Earlier, Elise was saying that this was a made-for-TV movie, and I was like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a made-for-TV movie. Maybe it's a direct-to-video movie. And you're right. It was. So we watched a featurette afterwards, and we found out that it was premiered on the USA USA. Network. And I was like, I knew it. Must have been heavily edited from the version we saw. Yeah. Because yeah, there we, were some boobs they had added out. Yeah, so we saw like nudity and there were definitely like curse words. So I don't think that was happening on cable TV at that time. Yeah, and the featurettes, they were saying that whatever production company they ended up going with um, or ended up going with them was too new to take a chance on this kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, that had so much teen sex and violence. Yep. And at that time, I think there was a lot of attention from legislators 
Fighters or something. Probably um, because of all the teen slashers that were coming out. They were having a hard time getting this produced. So I didn't hear about it when it actually came out. I hadn't heard of it until you mentioned it. I can see how it's fallen under the radar. Oh, for sure. I would think when you hear made for TV movie, you don't immediately think it's going to be good. So I really enjoyed the movie and I thought that the premise was um, really clever and just a way to kind of subvert the teen slasher genre at the time. But I think maybe where the the shortcomings of the movie is that it kind of had this comedic element and then it kind of had the horror element and it flip-flopped between the two at times. So I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be more satirical and funny or if it was supposed to be more scary so the writer ken selden in the featurette was saying that he really wanted to write a satirical funny horror script yeah and other people were saying oh if you read the script the script is really funny uh but then the director jeffrey wright i think is a little bit more serious and they said that you know he when he directed the film, he wanted a more darker tone. And right. so he kept a lot of the satire, but added his own dark tone to the yeah. movie, which almost <laughs> kind of reminded me of like the darkness of disturbing behavior that has a dark tone to it. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's almost like the the tone of disturbing behavior with the satire of Scream. Mm, okay. So I think that's why you get this weird duality, but I think it works and that to me, it just comes across as like a satirical giallo film. I enjoyed it, but I do know in the featurettes, they were saying that they had a time crunch. And I think Jeffrey Wright might have been a little bit of... Um, a difficult director. A difficult director to work with. And they were several days behind production, like the mm. entire time. And so towards the end, when they were running out of funding and running out of days, they had to just shoot things one take and if they got it cool and i think there were a lot of scenes they said that got cut just because they didn't have time right so if they had ample time and they had a production company that was willing to you know give them that then i think it might have been a different movie but i still think even with all of those elements mm -hmm. it was still a well-made movie yeah, I really had a lot of fun watching the movie. I like the killer reveal. I like that they didn't toy out the killer reveal too long. No. Once it's pretty obvious in the movie that the killer is the teacher, then they just get right to it. And yeah. then you, audit, you get the flip from nice Mr. Marlison that Jody puts a lot of her trust into and the students all love because he's yeah. young and hip and cool to like, this guy's unhinged. Yeah, she doesn't trust any dude in town except for this one dude who, who happens is to the be killer. the killer. Yeah. <laughs> we have just a few awards here. We this is the golden gut. The golden gut. Who or what gets the golden gut for this film? It can be an actor, the score, the cinematography. Uh, what would you choose? <laughs> um, okay, the, for me, the golden gut is going to go to Jay Moore. Jay Moore. And <laughs> it's funny that I'm saying this because I wouldn't necessarily think that he would be the one to get it. If you asked me before we saw the second half, I would definitely was like, please kill him off immediately. Yeah. I think I even wrote in my predictions, like he dies a virgin. He <laughs> <laughs> Although I think he might be a virgin. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he's killing virgins. He's, he's mad at them. He's mad at himself. <laughs> but I love um, when he flips into the unhinged, maniacal cross-dressing killer. Yeah. 
the sort of Norman Bates-esque dressing like his mother and slashing. I love the flip. It's just, it's over the top. His line where he's like class dismissed and then just starts (laughs) hacking away. Wildly through a sea of kids. For that performance. I I don't know if it was necessarily good, but it was definitely entertaining. Made me chuckle a lot. He's getting the golden gut. He gets the golden gut. So who gets the golden gut for you? I'm going to have to agree. He had so many good lines in those last 10 minutes of that movie. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, thank you. Uh, I just love his delivery of when he first reveals to Jody that it's him. She's like, what's in the trunk? Your dad. Maybe (laughs) mine. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Oh, man. Good job, Jay Moore. I think this might be my my favorite role of yours. Oh, yeah. More so than Jerry Maguire. (laughs) Okay. The next award is for the best intestines. Who gets the award for the best, saddest, or most gut-wrenching death? Man, it's Timmy still. I'm like really sad that they killed Timmy off so soon. Yeah. He was a good character. Even in the second half, even though I really enjoyed the second half, I still miss Timmy's presence. Yeah, you're right. I have to agree. I mean, I I was about to choose um Jesse Bradford's character. Oh my gosh. No. (laughs) But uh I think you're right. I think Timmy is um unfortunately the a character that should have been developed more should have been given should more have. screen time. Because like even his lines that he had in the beginning, they weren't funny. Just like if you like see them on paper, they're not funny. But the way he delivered them, they were funny. Which is like, oh my god, what happened to Rod and Stacy? Did they break up? And he's like, oh my god, no, they're dead. <laughs> it's kind of sad how um, she how Jody moves past his death rather quickly. Yeah, she just goes, oh Timmy. She looks at the memorial and then she's immediately like uh, surrounded by everybody just praising her with, oh, my God, you survived. She gets swept up in it and the popularity and And the fame. And then she forgets about Timmy. Yeah, who Timmy who? Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know his last name. uh, Pretty Soon she's just sucking on toes. Sucking on toes, yeah. Well, that, you know, I think that's what changed her. It traumatized yeah. her. Actually, she wasn't sucking on the toes. She was having she her had toes a sucked. Toe sucked. Yeah. Um, just saying it, it just yeah, makes I you know. cringe. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine Timmy at that party, that orgy? He'd have been hilarious. <laughs> he would have had some good good lines there. Yeah. Oh well. Although I think it seemed like he might have been the only um, queer person at this school. At least that the we movie. know of. Yeah. So I'm wondering like, like who would be his love interest. He would give him f- a love there's, interest. There are others there. And he at this party where it's like you have to own up to your sexuality or die. That's the time where people can, I think, safely own up to their sexuality. Yeah. And that's why it's so sad that they yeah. killed him off so yeah. soon. Because they could have developed some other characters. They as, could have. See, yeah. if, they had re- if they remake this, then I think he would be one. That would be a leading character. Yeah. So missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. 2000. When David Gordon Green remakes this and adds uh, superfluous characters. And a lot of chunky death scenes with teeth (laughs) coming out. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Can't wait. (laughs) Uh, all right. And the last award, the axe. What? I guess not an award, but <laughs> what one element or character would you cut from the film? What gets the axe? You go first. Okay. Because I still have to here. think about it. I know. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Jay Moore's bangs. Jay Moore's bangs. Love Jay Moore, not his bangs. <laughs> they were way too wispy and dry looking. 
Maybe if he had like gelled them to be more defined points. What if he gelled them to do the like cool spiked haircut? Like, like gelled them upward? Did this the Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> spikes? The Billy like Joe Kenny? spikes? Yeah. Oh, it's too desperate. He's not a teenager. <laughs> He's 25. He's a young teacher. He's a sub. He's a cool He's sub. He's a cool sub, yeah. I'm a cool sub. No, yeah, get rid of those bangs. Just chop them off. <laughs> what if he chops them into Gail Weathers' bangs? I would love that. I love those bangs. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> the thing that I'm going to give the axe to is the toe sucking. Oh, my God. Okay. It was yeah. gratuitous. It I was. found it offensive. Yeah. Bring on a boob <laughs> or a buttock. A boob? You'd rather have a... I would, I would rather see a bunch of boobs and, and butt-eye. Butt-eye? And willies. I don't know. Willies. Penises. Penises. Peni? So you'd rather see straight up <laughs> penis sucking? <laughs> no. You'd rather is, see pornography. Why does there have to be sucking involved? <laughs> I just don't want to see any sucking in this movie with a bunch of teenagers. Mm. So I think that was why I was like, you know, yeah, the, the toe sucking was, was too much. Yeah. Although I applaud Brittany Murphy for committing because she did. She shoved her toe in his mouth. Even the other actor was kind of like, oh, man, you're It was for this. fully in his mouth. It's not yeah. like he's kissing the tip of the toe or he's licking the That's toe. That's why I was like, this, is, this has to be a dream sequence. This can't be real. <laughs> These aren't high schoolers. <laughs> She's just, she wakes up and her dog <laughs> is licking her toe. Yeah, that's like something that would happen in your dream. You're like, oh, that was crazy. Yeah. And then you have to like go to school and be like, Kenny, you won't believe what I had a dream about. <laughs> and then you find out that it wasn't a dream and it actually happened. Yeah, and that could have been jettisoned from the script. Okay, now I have to ask a quick follow-up question to that. Mm -hmm. What did you find more appalling, the toe sucking or Jesse Bradford's kiss in Oof. the beginning? Oh, man. Or what if, actually, here's, here's the, the whopper. What if Jesse Bradford was sucking the toe? Ew! <laughs> <laughs> I would X his whole character out. Like, that guy is not needed. Just and you know what's so disturbing about this toe-sucking scene is in my memory, and I just watched this like 10 minutes ago, <laughs> in my memory, they're sucking each other's toes. <laughs> <laughs> that actually seems more likely. Because I was like an awkward high schooler virgin. Yeah. Like, what do we do? Super do horny. We... Don't yeah. want to have sex. What do we do? What does foreplay mean? It's toe sucking. Toe sucking. <laughs> that would make more sense because I needed to see this be more awkward. Brittany Murphy was not awkward enough, I would have to say. <laughs> I'm like, she's done this before. That's what was weird about it. It's like, she's like this virgin high schooler. I'm like, I don't believe that she's never done this. And I don't know. Maybe that's as far as she's willing to go. So when dad comes in the room to have the talk, how far have you gone? She's like second and a half base. I've sucked a toe. <laughs> this is why this is getting that. It's like, okay, too. Like, much. please just go and have sex. <laughs> All right. So, where is Cherry Falls in your blockbuster? Oh, man. Well, because I just watched it, I'm like, this is awesome. I want this to be my staff pick for the week. <laughs> for the week. For the okay. week. I'm like, people shouldn't see this and not just pass it off as a USA made for TV movie. It's better than that. <laughs> and I'm glad that I kept it in my memory all these years. Right. And you sought it out. You I did. And we watched it and we had a great time. We did. So yeah. staff pick for at least a week. Staff pick for a week. Okay. Mm. Hmm. How about you? I'm going to put it on my main shelf, mm -hmm. but right next to the staff pick. So you can still kind of see it. That's cheating. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I can fully commit to it being a staff pick. All right. 
but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the subversion of the serial killer that kills virgins. Yeah. And there's a teen orgy scene. Yeah. Like those are things you don't see in movies. It was a really simple concept from the writer. He's like, I wanted to change the trope and just have the killer kill virgins. I would say that if I had to compare it to other teen slashers, I would still take disturbing behavior over Cherry Falls. You know, I love disturbing behavior. I know you do. Although maybe it has to sink in and settle in a little bit. Yeah. So on my on my blockbuster shelf, um, it is it's on the main shelf. I feel it's like that's still shelf. pretty good. That's pretty good. You yeah. know, it's not in the bargain bin and it's not in the back alley dumpster. Yeah. So it's like three fourths of the way up there. Yeah. And we really did search for this Blu-ray. We did. So it's we didn't on, find it in the yeah. bargain bin. We found it on the main we shelf. We found it on the main shelf. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, oh, what? Yep. I think we Years. paid a pretty decent amount for it, too. I know, probably did. I was like, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All awesome. right. Concluding thought about Cherry Falls from 2000. What are your concluding thoughts? My concluding thought, I'm going to take the German theatrical title and say Sex or Die. Sex or Die. Yeah, I liked that one. I was like, oh, the German title was Sex or Die. I'm glad it made it to Germany for one. Yeah. And I'm, I like they had such a, um, a clear title. Explains a lot. Yeah. Have Sex or Die. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that one should never trust the first year teacher with bad bangs. Never. Never trust the first year teacher in general. <laughs> you know they came from some shady backstory. Why are they there? Yeah. Overall, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they had they had one goal and it was to subvert the virgins get to live trope. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah. So just that alone makes it really Worth fun give it a whirl yeah, yeah yeah give it a whirl all right that about does it for this episode and don't forget if you like what you heard please like subscribe follow give us a rating we're on youtube spotify wherever you find your podcasts mm-hmm. and thank you for watching and or listening this has been another episode of Got Got it. It.